Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle, and I'm going to be your dream coach for the next 30 to 35 minutes. So we are on part nine. So last week we did on hearing. And if you can hear a word from the Lord, it's about receiving a word, watering a word, and walking a word. It's all about hearing and obeying and you established. I mean, that's so huge in the prophetic. If you can learn, if you can learn how to hear, if you can get to the place called hearing. I never do a meeting unless I know the people that are in front of me are able to hear what the Spirit wants them to hear. So you need to be able to bring people to that place called hearing. Uh, and faith comes by hearing, and, and hearing comes by the preach, proclaim word of God. So it was a good one. I think uh, if you have not listened to part eight on hearing, it would be a great idea to go back. So just before I do get into the podcast today, I just want to say thanks for listening. And I just want to take a couple minutes and, and tell you about something I did yesterday. Yesterday in Canada, we had what was called the Truth and Reconciliation Day. It was the uh, 80th recommendation of calls to action by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, headed up by Senator Murray uh, Sinclair. And so we had a day, a federal holiday set aside to um, com- commemorate, but also remember and uh, honor the survivors from the residential schools, which there was 190,000 uh, kids that were scooped up by Indian agents and, and brought to um, these residential schools where at least 6,000 never returned and died and were buried without grave stones, without recognition, without their parents able to say goodbye to them. Now, that's a really sad thing, but I want to tell you that the tears of Canada the the morning of Canada is really, really buying in. And I don't mean to cheapen the day by saying the word buying, but it's like people are believing that justice needs to be served. They're actually adding their equity. And yesterday was a tremendous day of commemoration. But I spoke on hope because I believe that the tears... And the mornings of Canadians, as my Uncle John coined this phrase, will be the seedbed for our better tomorrow. And so it was, and I was just, and I just want to mention this, and I just want to honor our our ancestors, and I want to honor our uh, our survivors of the residential schools. But we want to really commemorate and remember those that never got home, and it was. It's, it was a sad, sad, but also very victorious day because we, um, we really took from the depths of the darkness and the valley of the shadow of death and we found treasures that we can come together as a people. It's all about people. So please pray for uh, the First Nations um, communities in North America, we're healing and we're arising and we're about to shine. We're about to be an answer that is being delivered. So anyway, bless you guys. So today 
Uh, it's part nine, uh, the prophetic part nine, and it's called seeing. And I have another word I want to use called apocalypto. And so apocalypto is the, the word that you find in the New Testament a lot when it's talking about revealing something that is hidden. So in Matthew chapter 16, it, is a, you know, it says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but this was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. That word reveal there is the Greek word apocalypto, which means to unveil something that was hidden. So I want to say this to you. If you can see it, you can have it. In the prophetic, you, you, you got to see it. You got, it's important to hear, but what happens is you need to see it before you can speak it. If you can't see it, if it's not revealed to you, if there's not a grace of revelation, if there's not, if something is not, if you can't see it, you can't have it. But if you can see it, you can have it. So say this after me, say, I can see it, so I can have it. Come on now. Say, I can see it. So you have this privilege to be able to see. You've got to lay hold of the things that have been put in you and, and, and the mysteries that God wants to reveal. You, you have to reveal them. You have to uh, spend time in the presence so that the, the presence of the living God will begin to apocalypto, reveal what is hidden for you. You need to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You need to see the answers. You need to see the, what is a vision, a vision for your life, a vision for your future. What is it? A vision is something that God gives to you so you can see. I remember being in the dark night of the soul one day, and I, I didn't know if I was going to make it. I remember one time I had to, I prayed in the Holy Spirit for 20 out of 24 hours. And you think I'm exaggerating. That's not a lie. It's 20 out of 24 hours. Every waking moment that I, if I didn't have, if I wasn't like making, you know, doing something for somebody like for a minute or two, I was, I was locked down. I was in, in, in my own home, not locked down, but I mean, I was in my own home and, and I was just, for 20 out of 24 hours, I prayed in the Holy Ghost because uh, just to survive. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I know where you've been. I've sat with you, sat. And I remember one time I, I was just didn't know if I was going to make it. I mean, and I, I, don't, I haven't had many of these seasons. But when I've had them, they've been really significant because I found significant treasures. Don't be defined by the dark night of the soul. Don't be overwhelmed. Don't have a knee-jerk reaction, but learn of the goodness of the Lord and how well you're protected and, and sit down in the midst of it and find the treasures in the midst of all of the pain that, that it, that's going on. So I remember this one, one moment where, where I didn't know if I was going to make it, like it was another time and, and, and the Lord know, knew he needed to show me something. So he began to unveil the end of my life. He showed me a vision. I was walking from my kitchen into my dining room area, the archway, the doorway. And as I walked in the middle of the doorway, I went into an open vision, an open vision. I had to see something so I could just survive. I more than survived. It's been a, it's been a grounding to me over these years, the enemy was trying to take me out and God began to take me up over and into the heavens. And he showed me the end of my life. And it was amazing. And I won't get into that today, but it's very powerful. And God will show you things and you need to ask God to show you things. And you need to be looking. And I'm going to read uh, about 11 
verses right now of a very, very amazing scripture. And it's found in Revelation chapter 4. And don't shut me down and pay attention because, because um, th this is a powerful scripture. And it says, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard. So sometimes you just got to look before you can hear. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you. So focus matters. I'm going to get into focus in a few minutes. And so come up here and I will show you things which you must take that must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the, th on the throne and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 elders' thrones. And on the thrones I saw, I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. So he is seeing all of this. When you see something, you can have it. And from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunders and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there were, was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne there were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, and the second living creature like a calf, and the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a, a lion, or sorry, a flying eagle. Verse 8, the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes all around and within. These creatures, these four living creatures that are around the throne, they're looking through the thunder and the lightnings and the voices and the, the glory cloud and the elders and all, all the, the, the splendor and all the things and all the, all the things that aren't God, but all the things that are representing God and all the things that were coming from God. And, they, and it was, but they were, they are anointed to see and you need to know that you are anointed to see. You're the, the creation in the Old Testament where, where it talks about, um, how that you're created just below Elohim. Like that's just below Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is who who you were created to be and who mankind was in, in the Old Testament. But you got upgraded to being one with the Spirit of the living God. You have eyes to see. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. You know that 1990s song, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart so I can see you. There's, a, there's something about seeing the Lord. You need to know that if these four living creatures who had eyes all around and eyes on their wings and eyes on their eyes, and I, they, they were looking, they're flying around the throne looking to see. And when they saw something new and God is revealing something brand new every day, he is pulling back what was hidden of him and showing you when, and what happens is when you see something, it causes you to say something. When you see something, 
when they, whenever they would be flying around the throne and they would see another paradigm that they've never seen before, they would throw themselves down and they would say, holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, uh, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders also fall down before him who sits on the throne and worships him who lives forever and ever and cast their, their thrones down at the feet and, and say, worthy are you, O Lord, to receive glory and honor. For you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. I want to tell you today, if you can see it, you can have it. What you see in the spirit, you can manifest in the natural. What you see will often proceed what is that you are hearing. Consequently, if you can't see it, your growth is stunted. These four living creatures would see something and it caused them to praise God. They weren't, they weren't robots. They weren't puppets. They weren't just designed to say, holy, holy, holy. They weren't designed to say, holy, holy, holy. They weren't made to say, holy, holy, holy. That is a risk, risk, response to seeing the magnificence of God. And I want to tell you, he lives on the inside of you and you can see you are in a relationship. You need to go deeper in your relationship. The, the spirit of the living God is on the inside of you and he will reveal, show you, cause you to be able to see the goodness of God. And when you see the goodness of God, you can't help but praise him. And when you praise him, it begins to shift. When you prophesy what you are seeing, you will begin to shift your atmosphere and you will move from just a thermometer into a thermostat and you'll begin to shift and change your world and your atmosphere, but you got to see it. Isaiah 48, 6 and 7 says, you have heard, see all this and you will not declare it. I've made you hear new things from this time, even hidden things, and you did not know them. They are created now and not from the beginning. See, God wants to show you things. He has been showing you things. He said, you heard this, you see all this, and you will not declare it. I want to tell you, you need to spend time and let God reveal things to you. We are in a season of revealed mysteries, affluence and influence. There's revealed mysteries that he wants to give to you so that you can prosper in the moments when nobody's prospering, when everybody is shutting down, when everybody is closing down. You will begin to thrive and begin to be the one that brings people prosperity because you'll be an apostolic answer and an apostolic answer brings apostolic harvest for people. But you got to see it. Say, my gaze will determine my days. God's wanting to reveal hidden things to you so you can speak them and prophesy. I release a seer anointing over your eyes. In Revelation chapter 3, it says, he says, you said you're rich and indeed you become wealthy and you don't understand that you're miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I, 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 I. I tried to persuade you to buy white garments to cover your nakedness and read it and, and, and my gold that's been refined in fire and, and receive 
eye salve for your eyes so that you can see. I release right now an eye salve of the anointing of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to come upon our eyes. Even right now, I'm laying, I'm laying my hands on my eyes and I'm decreeing and I'm by faith, I'm decreeing and declaring right now that you would have eyes to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, that you would have eyes to see the, the revealed mysteries that God is endeavoring to share with you in this season. Your gaze will determine your days. So I just released even a healing anointing. I believe that there's three people that are getting healed right in your eyes right now, and it's a sign and a wonder to you. And I just bless you. Just please get a hold of me uh, um, on my website or hunt me down on Facebook or whatever. Go to www.barrymiracle.ca or www.wakeupintoyourdream.com. And, and give me and share with me what God is doing for you with your eyesight. But I want to tell you, we need to refocus to be able to repent so we can recalibrate to be able to be reformed. But it starts with refocusing. Your gaze does determine your days. We have to refocus in this season. We got to turn our eyes off of the things. And see, this is one of the things that... Uh, a prophetic person must do because the enemy of the prophetic is the knowledge we receive. It's not Jezebel. Jezebel's defeated. The devil's defeated. Uh, do, do they try to get, they try to get um, sanction with you by your attention and your focus. What do you, are you focused on, on the virus? Are you focused on the economical instability? Are you focused on that disease? Are you focused on your past? Are you focused? What are you focused upon? Because what you focus upon will become your reality, your perspectives and your perceptions are your reality. So the Lord is trying to say, set your affections on the things that are above, not on the things of the earth. That's Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. As a prophet, we need to make sure that we are effectively focusing on the word of the Lord, what, what, what God is saying, the promises of God, whatsoever is good, pure and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy. These are the things that we need to focus upon. Why? Because that's what fills our life. We need to focus on what's on being excellent at what is good. And we need, to, we need to remember this, be innocent of what is evil. So you're saying that we don't need to know our enemy? I am absolutely saying to you today, ignore the devil. What do you mean ignore the devil? Ignore the devil? Yes. My grandfather said you must um, perfect the fine art of ignoring the devil. Why? Because he is an attention whore. Excuse my language, but he just wants your attention. He wants you to pay attention to him. That's his whole thing. He's defeated. And, and he, the only way he wins in this life is to use your authority against you and your family and everybody and, and begin to prophesy according to the hereditary curses. The word demon comes from the Greek word deo, which means destiny distributor. The enemy is always trying to distribute to you a destiny according to your hereditary curses, the proclivities of your flesh, the failures of your past, what you struggle with. And he's putting this all together and he's delivering this to you and saying, this is who you are. 
And we say, no, in the mighty name of Jesus, I will not see that. I'm not defined by my past. I'm not, that's not who I see. I see who God has called me to be. This is what I see. I focus on the promises of God that are yes and amen. So it says in Colossians chapter three, verse two, in the Passion Translation, it says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. Feast, come on, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. Can you hear the word of the Lord? You don't need to know your enemy. You need to know what the what the heavenly realm is all about, the treasures of heaven, and you need to fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. The enemy is trying to use even the members of your body, even the flesh and, and, and the carnal nature, to gain access to you by you focusing on everything more in the physical realm. I do not allow myself to feed on these things. I feed on the promises. I look into the word of God. I look into the spirit and I see what the spirit is doing. We must hear and we must see what the spirit is doing. We must prophesy a better word than just a knee-jerk reaction to pop culture and, and, and being upset and prophesying doom and gloom. It really matters how you think. It really matters what you dwell upon. You will prophesy according to your paradigm. If, you, if you're always about, you know, escaping, if you're always about, um, you, you know, uh, oh, oh, we're, we're, we're doomed, you know, the enemy is, you know, this virus is, you know, taking over the world and, the enemy, the enemy is using the government to control us. And if you're, if you're thinking about all these thoughts all the time and all you do is you spend your time on Area 51 places on the Internet, you're wasting your time. And there's something that God hates and he hates waste. He's interested in fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and that your fruit would remain. Get off those sites. Get into the word of God. Get into a preach. Get into a good service. Go to a conference. Get filled with God and you will be able to see properly. Your ecclesiology and your eschatology will affect how you prophesy, how you see things. If you th see the enemy being, being able to rise again, and, and, I, and I know there's prophetic people right now that are prophesying about, you know, these, these hidden giants that are supposed to come back and the Nephilim and, and all this kind of thing and, and how that, you know, God is about to restore the enemy's power. And, well, well, did he strip him of all power? Yes, he did. Did he defeat him at the cross? Yes, he did. So if the enemy is going to take control back over the world, God's going to be giving him the power to do that. I don't think God is about to empower a disempowered enemy. He's defeated. And the government of God in, in Isaiah chapter 9 says this, his government and his peace will never stop increasing. Don't believe the lies and don't be sucked into a warfare with the devil trying to understand. You need to move from beheading and you need to move into betreading, move into betreading, move into treading. The enemy, so many scripture references about the enemy being underneath your feet. Behold, Luke 10, 19 says, behold, I give you power to tread. He gives you power to tread in the New Testament, not, not power to behead. He's not giving you power to go slice and dice. He's giving you power to obey him, spend time with him, be intimate with him, and walk in obedience to him. And all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're just going, 
crunch, crunch, crunch as you're being catapulted into better days because of the evil of the day, because you're walking in obedience, because you're not spending time focused on the enemy. You're looking upon the face of the one who saved you. You must look face to face. And that's where you exchange glory with. If you're looking at the enemy and he's staring you down, you're in the wrong place. He's supposed to be underneath your feet. He is defeated. Be excellent at what is good. Be innocent at what is evil. And then the God of Satan will soon crush Satan under the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. This is what the Bible says. Be innocent at what is be excellent at what is good. Be innocent at what is evil. And then the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Anything you face, you exchange glory with. It's time to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living by seeing the glory of his face. Exchange glory with your God. Don't face your problems. Don't face your issues. If I could only just face this enemy, if I could only face this addiction, if I could only, and that's the problem. You are spending too much time worshiping your circumstance. Hmm. You have to know the enemy's defeated. There is no time. Like, do I confront the enemy? Well, when the enemy comes on my territory, when he comes on my house or on my children, I, I, I rise up and I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against him. And I command him to come down because he's trying to elevate himself. He's trying to exalt himself above above the knowledge of Christ in my life. And I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the spirit of sickness or whatever. The the issue is he attacking with poverty or debt or lack or whatever. He's trying to attack me or my family or my spiritual children, my spheres of influence or my metron of ministry. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against that spirit and I command it to be bound and I command it to come down and that's it. And then I go about my business and I just keep on walking. Most of the time, I just keep on walking because you cannot pay attention to the mountains in your life. Are we supposed to just, you know, stick our head in the sand? No, I'm not saying that. Get a better word. See the Lord. The Lord will tell you what to do. So I'm not telling you not to do things, but I'm telling you, get a vision from God on what you're supposed to do. Because when you're spending time focusing on the situation or the problem or the negative thing going on in your life, whether it's the virus or whatever, it's capturing your imagination. Whatever you spend time with, you're investing in, you're paying. When you spend time, you are paying attention. When you pay attention, you're paying homage. You're actually worshiping. You you wouldn't say this that you worship, but you are actually worshiping your situation. And what you worship is what you become. What you behold is what you become. What you behold, what you see. See, it's very important as a prophetic people to see properly. Jesus Christ, once again, Jesus Christ is the template. He only said what he saw his father doing. He only said what he heard his father. When he saw his dad on something, he would do something. It's all about your vision. It's all about you beholding. Your vision matters. 
Your focus matters. And I just pray a grace over you today to refocus on the goodness of the Lord. Refocus on the promises. Uh, Get in the presence. Ask God to reveal to you. And he wants to reveal to you every day that like the four living creatures, they fly around the throne. They're looking. I want you to be looking for the goodness of the Lord. I want you to be looking for the Dabar, the spoken word. I want you to be looking to see what God is doing and revealing. He will bring you up into the heavenlies and he'll reveal to you like he did to me and has done for me so many times when I, I needed to see something so that I could survive, so then I could thrive. Well, I hope this this prophetic series has been helpful, and I think I'm coming to the end with this one, but I, I really wish you would go over um, some of these prophetic um, parts and, and learn a little bit more, and, and, and you're going to begin to be more accurate. When you see and hear and, and things are being revealed and, and, um, and you have a proper perspective of why you're prophesying and that you must prophesy, that you are creating your days with the, with the declaration of your mouth. But it all boils down to seeing and hearing. If you can see it, you can speak it. And if you can speak it, you can manifest it. You have all the answers on the inside of you, but now you've got to see them. You got to lay hold of them. You got to speak them. You got to manifest them, and you will begin to change your world. Well, it's been my pleasure to be with you today. Um, excited about this year that we're coming into. This is this week right now, and it's going to be a few days after this week. But this week has been a week of manifestations. I've seen things happening. This is we're the end time move of the spirit is here do not plan to take off it's time to take over as the spirit of the living god wants to produce signs wonders and miracles through you it's all about you seeing it and believing it and speaking it and and beginning to lay hands on the sick and they so that they can recover there there are so many healings that are waiting for you to cast the devil out of somebody come on it's your season to, to rise and shine and be the answer for your spheres of influence. So this is Barry Miracle signing off for now. So please go to my website, www.barrymiracle.ca, or if you can remember this better, uh, www.wakeupintoyourdream.com. Go there, find some resources, leave a message. Please, uh, if you have opportunity, go on your, your podcast carrier and make comment and give us some five stars there. And let's uh, continue to um, make this podcast available for more and more people, uh, that we can get it to more and more hands of people so that they can see and hear the goodness of the Lord and begin to be everything and begin to manifest God's dream in this round. Much love until next way, uh, next week. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. 
and uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>